This is Macchiato Memory, an attempt to make sense of the coffee scene right here in Singapore. Season 2, Episode 7, Air, No Press. Like many of you, I've noticed there is a new wave of interest in the Aeropress. And I think that there are two big reasons for that. The first reason is a bit more obvious. The second one may be less depending on where you're listening to this podcast. Let me explain. The first reason. The great James Hoffman has recently uploaded his third episode on the Aeropress. And that is a five and a half minute episode detailing what he calls the ultimate Aeropress technique. So there are a lot of variables with the Aeropress. And James Hoffman understands this, but he's worked out what he believes is a great starting point for how to use the AeroPress. You can look at episode 2 for a half-hour deep dive into why the variables are the way they are. He's done a little bit of blind testing, a little bit of sighted testing, but he's, he's tried to see what actually makes a significant, noticeable, appreciable difference to your AeroPress. And so I wouldn't be surprised if many people are interested in the AeroPress because of that. But that would be a more global phenomenon. Here's the second reason why I think in Singapore, there is a new wave of interest. And that's due to the government regulations, right? If you are tuning in very close to the time that I'm recording and uploading this episode, then you know that in Singapore, work from home is not the default. It's now work from office, which is, I guess it's not quite the default that I don't recall that being the language that they use, but they're encouraging us to go back into the office. So I, like many of you, have started to work from home less and I'm back in the office some of the time. I have no desire or the means to be able to replicate my home setup, especially because mine is an espresso setup. And, you know, even if you are not an espresso barista, maybe you're a pour over kind of guy or gal, it can be difficult, right? It can be difficult. I've got a friend of mine who has started to look into different pour-overs that you you can uh, take with you, more portable versions of pour-overs. So props to him. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a later episode. But there's a good chance that because you are starting to transit from work from home to an increasing quantity of time in the office, then you're looking for how you can brew good coffee in the office. Now, for the longest time, I have always recommended the AeroPress. I think it's a great solution for just about any setup. And as a great bonus, it is tapable. It is so portable. But I will say that I haven't always had the best of luck with the AeroPress. I haven't always had success. There were, there were two times, two overseas trips. One that took place three years ago. I went over to the States, to California, which I figured was like hipster central, especially because I went to LA and San Francisco. And, and, and I thought that I could just buy freshly roasted beans and brew good coffee there with my AeroPress. Wasn't quite the case. A year after that, I got the chance to travel to Norway with some friends and we made a two-week road trip, which was awesome. But similar, similar situation. I brought my AeroPress, I brought my grinder, and I couldn't really nail the coffee. Now, in the case of Norway, there's a big reason for that, and that's got to do with the Nordic style of roasting which tends to be lighter. But I basically used the exact same technique for my AeroPress and I didn't know how to play with the variables, how to tweak the variables in order to adapt to different coffees, to different roasts. For one thing, I was using a purely volumetric, uh, shock horror, volumetric way of dosing my beans. 
I took the plastic scoop that the AeroPress comes with and I just grabbed one scoop of beans and that's how much I grind, which obviously creates huge variances because when you buy different beans, you will very quickly notice some beans are very big, some beans are very small. In, in neither case is it an indication of quality, but obviously it's going to result in different masses because when you use the same volumetric measure, you know, you one scoop of big beans, you got bigger lobang in between the beans, right? And then one scoop of small beans. So I'm an idiot. I know, I know, I repent. And I am excited to try out Hoffman's method because he's looked at the variables. And if you really want to see that, you can look at the second episode of his series on the AeroPress. That is a 30-minute long episode where he does a deep dive experimenting with the different variables. So you, you can do that if you want. But I know as Singaporeans, we like things to be efficient. I will link you instead to episode three, which is just that five and a half uh, minute one. And that one, he does a brief explanation for why he's recommending each step to be done the way that, that it is done. So I will try that out, but I'll try that in the office because my AeroPress is already in the office. Here's the other thing. Before Hoffman started publishing his episodes on the AeroPress, there was one episode by the Rails Prometheus, which I will link to as well, where he talks about using the AeroPress, well, kind of like a pour-over. And he admitted he couldn't believe that he didn't think of it sooner. And when he said it, I, I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I also can't believe that I didn't think of it sooner. And maybe you have the same reaction. See, the main idea of using the AeroPress without pressing is because if you don't use the piston, you basically have some kind of filter system. And like with any coffee, at the basic level, coffee is all about extracting flavor from ground coffee. I decided to try it out. And the reason you're hearing me talk about it instead of hearing me brew it is because I'm here to tell you that it didn't turn out very well. I was not impressed. Let me explain why. Firstly, the appeal of a no-pressing AeroPress. According to Hoffman's method, in total, I would expect to spend about five minutes making coffee. Some people are going to wonder why don't you just go to the machine and buy machine coffee. Some people are going to wonder why not use an espresso. Maybe your pantry has an espresso. Or just straight up, why not use instant coffee, right? So because of that, I think there is an appeal for us as Singaporeans for this no-press uh, AeroPress method where you don't use the piston and the, the Rails Prometheus said that it was pretty good. I tried it about two or three times. And I got to say, there was less time that I had to stand there in front of the AeroPress. That is true. And there was obviously no pressing needed. But I will say that my drawdown phase was somewhere in the region of 9 to even as bad as 15 minutes. I was using the same grind size as I normally would for my AeroPress. I use my hand grinder and I ground it. I use my machine grinder, my niche zero, and I ground it, and I still didn't nail it. Not entirely sure what's going on. But am I going to give up using an AeroPress? No, because the AeroPress remains a versatile, a very, very easy to use, still, despite my best failures, still a very foolproof method of, of brewing coffee. And I have one friend who has tried, he's got an AeroPress, and he's tried out the, the James Hoffman Ultimate Technique, and he says that it really made a world of difference. I'm eager to try that out. I think you should too. If you don't have an AeroPress, what are you waiting for? You can get one. If you, for some reason, cannot afford two, 
check out James Hoffman's first episode on the AeroPress because he was holding a global giveaway for multiple, multiple, multiple units of the AeroPress. I think just about anyone who enjoys coffee kind of owes it to themselves to get an AeroPress. It's so easy to use, it's so easy to clean up, and now it's so easy to nail. I have great faith in in James, Jimmy. So I'm sure that now is a great time more so than ever, for people to get into the air press. But that'll do it for me. Thanks once again for listening. As usual, the music credits go to Lakey Inspired. Link is in the podcast description, not in the episode description. Thank you once again. This has been Macchiato Memory, an attempt to make sense of the coffee scene right here in Singapore.